You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 66, entitled planning ahead for the winter. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys, as always, tuning in and listening to the podcast. Um, I'd like to extend a uh, thanks out to all of you who have uh, reached out to me and emailed and commented, uh, as well as uh, those of you who have taken the time, uh, as always, um, to uh, uh, Give me a uh, review on iTunes. I really appreciate that. Um, like I've said in the past, it's probably uh, the single most important thing that you can do to help uh, me uh, help the podcast grow. Um, it just uh, provides that social proof to others who are uh, maybe going through uh, iTunes and other podcast directories and looking um, at the podcast and, uh, you know, uh, seeing that uh, others are finding value in the podcast. And, uh, you know, it just um, reaffirms to people that uh, it would be a good uh, podcast to give a listen to. So, like I say, uh, if you haven't already, uh, please, uh, I ask you to uh, head on over to iTunes and uh, leave a uh, review for the podcast. Um, if uh, you like, you can do that through uh, going to uh, the website at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Go to the review section. Uh, there, uh, all the... Um, Reviews from around the world are um, automatically uploaded to the website there for people to read. Um, and there's also a link at the top there that says uh, you can click there to go uh, to iTunes to leave a review. And like I've said in the past, it's a bit uh, confusing at times, a little bit uh, 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 almost difficult, I would say, uh, the process of leaving a review. And that's why I, um, you know, appreciate it that much more uh, when people do uh, take the time out uh, to uh, leave a review. If you'd like to uh, reach out to me, um, be sure to uh, just head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. You can go to the contact page if you'd like to email me uh, any of your uh, thoughts or suggestions for the show. Um, and uh, I've gotten a couple of those uh, coming in uh, uh, lately and uh, are uh, thinking about uh, their suggestions uh, and uh, we'll be um, uh, creating a couple of podcast episodes in the near future um, to uh, deal with uh, uh, what uh, their requests are, one of them being... Uh, for snow removal. So I'll, uh, I'll wait to read, uh, the email request, uh, for that one, uh, for the actual episode. But, uh, that was one of the requests that came in was for, uh, a, uh, for doing a snow removal. Um, another uh, email I had, uh, come in, uh, for suggestions. Um, like I've said before was, um, uh, somebody suggesting, and this wasn't the first time about uh, me bringing on guests to the show to uh, have uh, other uh, landscape uh, uh, business owners and stuff come on the show and me sort of do uh, interview style um, podcast episodes where I ask them questions 
and uh you know sort of go in that uh, direction um and i'd like to actually hear from you guys on what you think about that is that something you uh think you would um get uh, uh benefit from or joy from um you know, for me, it's a bit of a tricky situation only because I think uh, most podcasts are that format. They are interview style formats where it's just a host and, uh, you know, each week it's a, a different person that they're interviewing and talking to. And, and uh, you know, I always wanted to try to set myself apart, uh, which is why I always uh, sort of did my own thing and did sort of the 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 uh, solo type podcast where I just basically talked about uh, my own experiences. Um, and uh, obviously the podcast is growing. Uh, like I've mentioned before, the weekly downloads and all that are going up. So I don't know how I feel at the moment about doing interviews. Um, so I'd like to hear from you guys. Um, if you could head on over to longcarebusinesssuccess.com, just go to the contact page, maybe drop me an email, quick, uh, you know, a couple of uh, lines of, what you think uh, about that um do you think uh, having interviews would uh, and interviewing other business owners like yourself out there um and other uh, people in the industry would that benefit uh, you guys um maybe interviewing uh, manufacturers of equipment and things like that or uh, sales reps of equipment um, or software or things like that do you think that would uh, benefit you guys or do you just like uh, listening to my own sort of personal uh, experiences um, and that sort of thing so I don't want to sort of uh, completely uh, change the podcast and completely go in a different direction uh, but I don't mind doing maybe occasional interviews and stuff like that. If you guys, uh, you know, if more and more people are requesting it, I've had the request for it uh, a couple of times now. I think two people have written in uh, suggesting that I do um, uh, interviews. Um, but uh, with all the other uh, requests that uh, have come in over uh, the past year, none of the other ones have mentioned that. So I'm sort of kind of torn um, between if that's something that I should do. Like I say, I don't want to completely change the podcast and alienate um, what other people might like about it um, from the other reviews and things that I've, uh, and other suggestions or comments and stuff that I've heard um, that people really enjoy the show. Uh, so I'd like to hear you guys' uh, thoughts on that, on whether I should uh, do interviews and that sort of stuff on the podcast. Uh, so if you guys could drop me a line, that would be much appreciated. So for this week's uh, podcast, um, I wanted to talk about this uh, uh, topic because, and it's basically looking ahead and uh, planning or preparing for the winter. Now, this uh, podcast episode will be, uh, it's being recorded in late August, but it will be released uh, during that first week of September. And uh, I think it's sort of a timely episode uh, to talk about because it's the sort of uh, time in my uh, past experience in my past years where I have to start start to look ahead to that and I start to um, basically buckle down on my own personal spending up until this point um, you know from the beginning of the spring season until this point I basically um, you know will uh, 
uh, you know, buy whatever I need to buy and make uh, other purchases and, um, you know, things that aren't uh, necessarily, um, you know, uh, uh, must-haves or things like that, but, you know, uh, your daily, you know, fun purchases and things like that, uh, uh, any sort of um, purchase that you might make, I don't really sort of take too much discretion in, but come September is where I really start to buckle down. And if you've heard an earlier episode of mine, um, I believe uh, it was called The Art of the Squirrel, um, it sort of uh, is along those lines of you know, I think I talked about in that episode how you need to basically uh, start gathering your nuts and putting them away for the winter like a squirrel uh, so that you have enough supplies to last you through the winter when there's, uh, uh, you know, in the, the case of a squirrel, there's no more food and stuff to harvest. Uh, so they basically, you know, find a, a, a somewhere like a hollow tree or something like that and they start to... Uh, put away uh, all the nuts and stuff that they gather uh, throughout the fall and uh, summer and fall and start to uh, put some of that away to uh, last them uh, for the winter. Well, it's no different when you're in a seasonal uh, type of business like uh, the lawn care industry. Uh, in the past 11 years uh, of me doing um, uh, this uh, business, it sort of has followed the same pattern. There have been some slight changes depending on weather and things, whether I have sort of an earlier start each year, uh, whether, um, you know, the season extends a bit. Uh, for example, traditionally, um, I have been starting my mowing season uh, during the first week of April uh, after each winter. And uh, which means with me billing uh, my clients on a monthly basis, uh, that basically means that I don't get paid, um, you know, regularly uh, until the first week of May. Um, now, that'll continue throughout, uh, you know, the spring uh, time. And then traditionally, like I say again, um, normally that uh, the weekly mowing um, would drop off to uh, a bi-weekly mowing uh, with the beginning of July. And it would continue all the way through till the end of August of mowing uh, all of my regular clients only once every couple of weeks. Um and then come September, uh, usually the first week of September, things would ramp up again. Sometimes not quite necessarily. Um, you know, some lawns might still be a little bit dry and stuff, but I'll start uh, the weekly mowing back up again um, and uh, in September and hit it from September to October. And then again, traditionally, uh, Halloween, the October 31st, would mark the end of the uh, lawn mowing season here you know, on the sort of the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, West Coast of Canada area. Um, but like I say, depending on weather patterns and things like that, there are some slight variances. Um, for the most part, like I say, for the first eight, nine, ten years, uh, it sort of followed that pattern. Uh, last year, we had an earlier start, and I had to start uh, sort of mid-March instead of April 1st. I had customers calling me asking when, you know, that their lawns needed mowing, and, uh, you know, they uh, would like to have a mow uh, done earlier. 
Um, and then um, last year, the mowing actually continued uh, past that October 31st uh, time and uh, where they were traditionally be, uh, you know, done for the season. And it went all the way through till the first week of December, uh, where I finally was able to wrap up uh, last season. Uh, basically, December 1st uh, was uh, sort of when I did uh, my last uh, uh, cuts. And then uh, this season, it ran up uh, early again and um, was, uh, you know, warm weather a bit earlier again. And uh, we had, uh, you know, an early start to spring. So in uh, March, uh, beginning of March to mid-March, I started to uh, slowly ramp up the lawn mowing. And uh, by uh, my normal traditional start of April, I was already full uh, on uh, doing all the mowing at that point. We had a huge heat wave here early uh, in May, uh, which kind of uh, started to slow down lawns a little bit. Uh, but then the rain came back and, uh, you know, that caused uh, uh, the uh, lawns to and the weather to uh, because the weather changed. And like I've talked about uh, in the past where we get, uh, you know, we've been getting a, a, quite a different summer this year where um, we'd get all this sunshine and then we'd get rain at least once or sometimes twice a week. So the lawns kept growing and growing well into, uh, July. And normally I would have, you know, some customers telling me in June, sort of mid, uh, June, they'd start, uh, calling and saying, you know, they didn't think that the lawn needed a mow weekly and that sort of thing where this week I, uh, or this year I had uh, only one of those calls, uh, and it was, uh, you know, into June or July when that happened. Um, and, um, uh, because of that, uh, the bit of steady rain that we started getting through the summer, which is quite unusual, uh, even though, you know, uh, this area is known for uh, tons and tons of rain. Uh, so we had uh, this uh, quite a bit different uh, uh, weather pattern and that caused uh, uh, my mowing and I was actually able to uh, add an extra fertilizer application this year uh, there at the beginning of July. And uh, with a bit of rain and stuff that extended uh, my uh, pre-summer season, pre, uh, you know, uh, bi-weekly mowing season Um till through till the end of July into the first week of August. And, uh, at that point, that's when the, um, hot, hot summer weather started to hit again. And, uh, you know, we got about three weeks of, uh, some solid, good, uh, weather and the lawn started to quickly dry up. And I was, uh, was doing uh, biweekly cutting for, uh, August and, um, now, uh, towards the end of August here, we're in the last week. It's uh, actually August 30th uh, at the time of this recording. And uh, we're back to, uh, uh, you know, some cloudy weather and some scheduled rain now uh, for uh, the rest of the week, um, which... Um, should cause the lawns to start uh, uh, maybe growing again Uh and we'll have to see, uh, you know, it's sort of an unknown of uh, what the um, 
rest of the season or how it will play out. Uh, normally, like I say, I go back to weekly cutting in September. Uh, you know, September is next week, uh, but most of my lawns are completely uh, dry now by this point because of the uh, uh, heat wave that we've had uh, lately. So we'll have to see if the uh, the bit of rain that we're scheduled to have in the next three four days uh, will get uh, lawns to bounce back. If uh, you know I start to see that, um, then I'll hit them again. Now uh, since it's been about two months uh, since that July fertilizer, I'll hit them again with another fertilizer, and um, we go into the home stretch here. So I'm going to uh, just break for the podcast announcements as usual. And uh, then we'll get back uh, into it right after this. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time. And get this. Even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so uh, like I said, traditionally, um, come the beginning of September, um, which is uh, why I wanted to release this uh, particular episode at this time, uh, because it's sort of just timely with, uh, you know, how it sort of is here uh, in my area. And um, so that's only really what I can speak to is what my experiences are. Um, But heading into uh, sort of that last stretch, um, going into fall uh, and, um, you know, reluctantly, um, going uh, or uh, leaving summer behind us. I love summer, so that's why I say reluctantly. Uh, Summer is my favorite uh, season of the year with spring uh, being my second favorite season of the year. Um, And so, uh, yeah, that's why I say reluctantly leaving summer Um, and uh, heading into fall and winter. Uh, And uh, those are my least favorite times of year uh, only because... Uh, like I say, living here, it gets, uh, it can get quite cold and, uh, you know, that weather, the wet uh, weather patterns can start and, you know, you start to have, uh, you know, six or seven months of, uh, just rain and, uh, cloudy weather and all that sort of stuff. So, um, that's why it's sort of my least, uh, favorite, uh, uh, seasons is the fall and uh, winter seasons. Um, but like I say, the timeliness now, uh, if you're in that sort of same pattern and, you know, your pattern might be different uh, depending on where you live. You know, if you're in Australia or something like that, then uh, you're on the opposite. You're going to be heading out of winter and heading into your spring and summer uh, come uh, our winter. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a bit different. 
But if you're in North America, then generally you're going to be sort of somewhere along the same sort of pattern. And uh, like I say, referring back to that episode that I had about uh, the art of the squirrel, where it talked about... uh, you know, making sure you have enough to survive throughout the winter, uh, this is the time to start. Uh, that first week of September, like I say, is where I sort of uh, try to minimize um, unnecessary spending um, and try to minimize, um, you know, um, buying stuff or uh, just maybe not going out to eat quite as often if I go out for lunch or something like that. I'll start to sort of pull back on that sort of stuff just until I get closer to uh, Christmas season. Like I say, traditionally, I'll be collecting a paycheck um, until that f- uh, last week of October. Um, and then it pretty much can go dry. If you're going to do snow removal and stuff like that, then you, you know, you may be able to, um, extend your season. I guess some places back East, that can be a huge part of your, uh, income, uh, here on the West coast. It's really hit or miss. Um, you know, we had, uh, you have a couple of, uh, years in the past where, Snow removal was really, um, you know, a large uh, uh, part of the winter uh, with uh, some pretty steady snow and stuff. And then it goes uh, uh, at least for the last uh, four or five years where uh, there's barely any snow. You might get um, a couple of centimeters uh, here or there throughout the winter. And in most cases, uh, it's followed up by rain and uh, there's not actually any real need to um go and do any sort of snow removal because like I say you know you get a bit of snow flurry for uh, maybe a couple hours and then uh you know it quickly turns into uh, wet snow rain and uh basically washes itself away um so I haven't you know in the past really ever relied on snow removal and that's why I sort of in my head, in my mind, set that, uh, you know, that mowing schedule as basically relying on that. So it's great if you can pick up some other jobs. Um, obviously, if you want to do, um, you know, things like um, rubbish removals, uh, window cleaning, things like that, uh, that you can get in through through the winter once your mowing is done. Um, but for me, that's, um, you know, even doing that stuff, it's not steady work. It's uh, more hit or miss. And that's why I base everything on uh, the regular uh, mowing uh, jobs because that's, uh, you know, the weekly guaranteed sort of income. Uh, so like I say, in the beginning of September, first week of September, this is when I really start to think about that stuff and start to uh, sort of uh, pad my savings account uh, and basically you know, go into the home stretch, uh, with, uh, doing, um, you know, as much as I can do and making sure I get, uh, all those fertilizers down and, um, doing, uh, the mowing back to weekly, um, doing the leaf cleanups, um, doing, uh, winter, um, or fall, late fall aerating, uh, of the lawns here in the, uh, 
uh, fall is quite, um, you know, can be quite common, uh, to do because of the amount of rain and stuff we get. Uh, so I make sure that I get all those types of things uh, done uh, and, uh, you know, not miss uh, anybody on those sorts of services. Uh, you can do things like um, spraying uh, dormant spray onto trees and things like that and getting them ready uh, for the fall uh, and, uh, you know, any prunings uh, and hedge trimmings and things that you want to do there as well. But really it's, just more of uh, being mindful that your income is not going to continue, at least not on a steady basis, um, through the winter. And sort of knowing and planning uh, for that cutoff date and making sure that your, um, you know, your reserves basically um, have enough to carry you through um that winter season until the next uh, spring. And like I say, for me, you know, if my, say I have a, a, a slow winter uh, where my mowing ends, uh, basically Halloween's last week of October and say that, uh, you know, next spring is a traditional spring where I don't get uh, an early start where maybe it's colder uh, and wetter and stuff and lawns don't start to grow until uh, that April and like I say, because I'm billing on a monthly basis, um, I wouldn't be collecting, uh, you know, any sort of uh, regular income until that first week of May when I'd be billing for uh, the month of April. So you're talking about, um, you know, basically November, December, January, February, March uh, with no income. So that's five months of the year where, uh, you know, it could possibly, you know, worst case scenario, stretch out and um, not get any sort of regular income. Now, of course, throughout that time, there's always, um, you know, little side jobs and things like that that you can do. And like, say, if you change your focus throughout that time of year, um, you know, maybe you can do some other things. Maybe you can pick up part-time work, uh, working for somebody else if you need to. Um, if you have uh, another or second income, say your spouse, your wife has a, a good job, like that is the case in my case, um, then, you know, I'm not um, uh, really... Uh, too pressed up for that, uh, at least to survive if we manage our, our money. The only time it becomes really difficult is, you know, if there's unexpected, um, expenses that pop up, um, that, uh, you weren't really planning for. So like I say, if I'm, I know, you know, sort of what it costs, what it, basically over the years, what it's, what I need to put away, um, for the winter to go. So if something pops up unexpectedly, like, um, say a home repair, um, that I wasn't planning on, or say one of the kids sports teams or something, um, uh, which is sort of what I'm dealing with at the moment um, with one of my uh, kids sports teams. Um, you know, they want to plan a trip away uh, to San Diego, I believe um, for a soccer tournament in November. And uh, you know, they want um, uh, each of the families uh, on top of, you know, some of the fundraising and stuff that they've done. They want each of the families to put up uh, $1,500 per, uh, per kid uh, to be able to cover. And that's just to cover the, the, uh, 
the player themselves, right? So um, any family members or something, if you wanted to accompany them, obviously, then your expenses would be on top of that. So that's when there's um, times like that where stuff like that comes up where, um, you know, you start to find or start to feel a bit of a pinch because you're like, eh, I wasn't really expecting that. Um, you know, I've got sort of uh, my reserves allocated for, you know, such and such to last me, um, you know, throughout the winter. And uh, now if I put out for this or that, then, uh, you know, it's really going to, um, uh, you know, set things off and, you uh, uh, makes it quite it can it can get uncomfortable at times if you're not uh, well prepared for it so you have to try to sort of uh you know as uh, things like that come up and as say if you have kids that are entering into things like sports and and that you start to as the years go on uh start to make that winter cushion um a little bit more and more and more each year um and you just try to increase it as much as possible um just so that uh you have uh those uh reserves um another thing that I did in my case um like I said I I was very um strategic about what equipment and tools I should buy after um, my trailer and stuff was stolen. And uh, uh, ultimately, when the insurance company, uh, you know, gave me a check to replace uh, everything, and I found out, uh, like I said, after the stuff was stolen, that I actually had a full replacement uh, value on my um uh, insurance policy and they paid me out uh, for the actual cost of replacing everything and they just cut me a check after I got a quote for everything that was stolen you know I, I was very strategic about thinking about okay what was stolen and what did I actually use on a daily basis weekly basis that sort of thing and what was on the trailer that I just had you know that I may have used um, you know sparingly or maybe that can be um replaced by something different or maybe there's a tool that I can get that'll do the job of two of those tools you know and like I said uh, if you guys have been following the podcast uh, one of the things that I decided not to replace was the tractor because uh, that was um, you know something that uh, I at least currently have not needed and like I say I'm glad I didn't purchase it uh, because uh, um, with the amount of uh, customers and stuff that have sold their homes over the past year sort of cashing in on the crazy uh, real estate market uh, that we had um now that's uh just an update the uh, real estate market situation here has kind of cooled down uh the government actually uh imposed a foreign buyer's um property tax rate um so uh, I believe that, uh, now I, I can't remember exactly, but if you're a resident of Canada and you are buying a property, there's a property tax, of course. Um, but there, the tax is something like, um, say 3% or something. Um, and, uh, what was happening was, um, the Vancouver area was uh, becoming very popular with foreign investors. Um, and there was a huge problem with people buying houses and not actually living in them. 
and just coming, you know, maybe once a year and, uh, you know, visiting the city and, uh, you know, living in the house for a couple of weeks while they, uh, visit the city. And then they would, you know, go back to whatever country that they were from and, uh, the house would then sit there empty. And this was, uh, becoming quite a problem that, you know, it was starting to affect the supply of houses because more and more foreign investors were coming in. And because uh, that was driving up prices, it was becoming even more attractive to foreign investors because the, uh, you know, property prices were, you know, within a span of four or five years, things were doubling and tripling in cases, um, you know, and it was, it's be- becoming insane. So what the government did to cool it down was they uh, imposed a foreign uh, uh, buyer's property tax. So basically, if you're not a resident of Canada and you want to buy a property in the Vancouver, uh, British Columbia area, now instead of the 3% property uh, transfer tax, it's a 15% property transfer tax. So they were saying on a... um, and you know, this will sound odd, but like I've explained before with the crazy prices on a typical, say $2 million house, which is uh typical now in the Vancouver area, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous that prices have hit that, uh, much and is sort of the normal price. Um, so now on like a typical $2 million price, if you're a resident of Canada, you know, your property transfer tax would be $30,000 that you'd have to pay on in addition to that, uh, $2 million price. So you'd have to pay that to the government. So, what they've done now because of that increase in foreign investors, the property transfer tax now has jumped up and it would be for a foreign investor about 300 grand just in tax, just in the purchase tax. So this almost immediately overnight has cooled the market. Now prices haven't really dropped, um, but uh, I've noticed that almost uh, like I say, um, night and day effect in the fact that now properties are, in fact, there's one down the street for me and another one down the road uh, that are for sale and they're not selling right away. They're taking a lot longer to sell. Uh, and that's because, you know, even if you're, you know, a resident of BC and you want to move uh, to a, a different house or something like that, there isn't that demand at the moment because all those foreign investors that were uh, saturating the market are now sort of shying away. So that's affecting, you know, even the uh, buyers that live here because if there's not that huge influx of foreign investors looking to buy your property, then it's taking longer for people to sell their own properties that want to move to other areas and stuff. So for me, at least, I think it's a good thing because hopefully that, uh, like I said, cools down the market and I don't have, uh, you know, any more of my current clients, um, you know, uh, letting me know that they're selling their homes. Cause like I've said, explained before in the past that I had a huge influx of uh, customers this year, uh, basically cashing out, uh, and moving away, um, from the city and just basically taking advantage of the fact that, uh, the home prices were ridiculous. Uh, you know, if you have somebody who, uh, bought their house, um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, for, um, say, 
you know, uh, 400 grand, and now they're able to turn it around for 1.2 million only a few years later. Uh, you know, you can see why people were, uh, uh, attracted to cashing out and just moving away from the city and maybe uh, downsizing or doing things like that. Um, so, you know, that uh, uh, with that slowdown and all that sort of stuff. So um, getting back to uh, the uh, the topic there is all those sorts of things all play a part. And uh, you, you have to uh, be mindful of the market around you, be mindful of the situation, the weather patterns, and all that sort of stuff. And that's why uh, that September, beginning of September, is always that sort of late push for me to, to really buckle down and think about um, what um, is going to be required to be stashed away, basically, um, uh, for the winter to uh, be able to survive, to be able to live uh, at the same level um, or close to the same level. Like I say, there's some cutbacks that I do. You know, I might not uh, uh, eat uh, fast food as much as I would normally or, uh, you know, do things like that. Uh, but uh, not that I eat fast food uh, all that often, but you know, I, I'll think twice about stuff like that. Let's just put it that way. Think twice and say, you know, I probably just go home and uh, grab something to eat um, because uh, you know, it's just more cost effective to do that. Um, and also it's uh, just an incentive to eat healthier as well. Um, and as I get closer uh, to that Christmas season, that sort of is the crest of it. So you sort of, from that end of October uh, until Christmas is sort of the really hunker down time. Um, once I pass Christmas and New Year's, then the pressure sort of... Um, you could say is let off a little bit because now you're heading towards the stretch of almost, uh, working towards, uh, you know, the start of the new season and depending on the cash reserves and all that sort of stuff at that time, you know, you can alleviate some of that, um, uh, stress and stuff that you might have, um, and uh, start to spend a little bit more if you think, uh, you know, things are going in that right direction. It's also the time to start planning and thinking about, uh, with any of those extra reserves and things about replacement equipment and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, those are some of the, uh, you know, some of the things that you, uh, you have to, uh, really take into consideration and really, um, uh, start planning at this time of year. If this is your very first uh, season in the lawn care industry and you've been listening to this podcast and getting tips and stuff, I cannot uh, stress uh, enough that um, re you really need to uh, start to, as you listen to this podcast, uh, this particular episode, you really need to start to listen uh, and start to plan and think about uh, that winter coming because it is inevitable that the winter is coming um, that uh, those lawns are going to uh, stop growing and you're really going to need to start to um, plan out for that plan out the costs of your rent of your mortgage um, you know if you have a family putting food on the table and all that sort of stuff like I say 
Um, if this is your only income, it's, it will be a lot tougher. Um, particularly if it's your first year and you haven't, uh, maybe f- had a full, uh, set of clients and stuff. If you don't have that second income, um, from, um, you know, a spouse or something like that, that you can, uh, sort of, uh, lean back on, then you may very well need to, um, you know, pick up a, uh, part-time job or something like that, uh, to get you through the winter. If you haven't really thought about it, haven't really planned it, or maybe can't afford to put money aside. Um, but as the years go by, you will get better and better at, uh, planning that. And hopefully obviously as well, your business will grow, uh, exponentially more and more. And, uh, even though, you know, the work, um, pattern sort of is the same where it will die off, uh, at this time of year, at least, uh, you know, because your uh, business grows exponentially through the spring and summer, um, you are making a lot more money. And then you're, you know, as the years go by, you're able to put more and more of that money aside, uh, for, uh, your winters, but it's always something to think about. It's always something, uh, in this industry and any industry that is, uh, seasonal, um, that you have to uh, plan for. Um, I am very lucky in the sense that, like I say, my wife, uh, has had a very, uh, you know, fairly good, uh, uh, steady job, um, through the course of, uh, the whole time that we've been married. And, um, you know, through the past 11 years of me, uh, doing the, um, business and, and lawn care and all that. Um, I haven't, uh, gotten ever to the point where, um, you know, uh, we've gotten in trouble financially. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been able to plan financially and cover, you know, all the, uh, normal expenses that I normally have with, uh, business insurance and gas and car insurances and, um, you know, uh, all the other daily sort of expenses, um, that you have and been able to cover all those bills throughout the winter. Um, as well as obviously, uh, you know, putting food on the table and all that sort of stuff as well. So we've been uh, quite lucky in that respect. Um, and like I say, you know, there's been times where, you know, you think about, um, or, uh, play around with the idea of, oh, maybe I should get a part-time job or something like that. And it'll, it'll, that thought will always creep in your mind. And even though, you know, even in my case where I, um, you know, promised myself, um, almost 11 years ago that I would never, ever work for somebody else again, uh, just because of the, uh, office politics and the drama and all that stuff that I was just tired of in all the past jobs that I've ever had. Um, you know, the, the thought still crawls in your mind that, Hey, it's winter time. You're sitting uh, for the most part, uh, at home. There's other things, you know, maybe I could uh, pick up a part-time job or, or do this or that, um, you know, just to, uh, fill my time in and all that sort of stuff. And you always sort of, uh, think about that, but I always go back to the fact that, you know, I made that promise to myself and I, I don't want to, uh, go back on that unless, you know, things were to dramatically change, uh, financially 
where, you know, it becomes a problem with, uh, say, paying the mortgage or something like that, that, uh, you know, I would be forced to go uh, back. But uh, like I say, luckily, because of my wife's job and um, the forethought and planning each year um, of basically um, the art of the squirrel, like I called it in that other episode uh, of just planning ahead and knowing that uh, that winter will come and uh, you have to be prepared for it. Uh, so I think that's all for this week. Um, again, I ask if you guys, uh, um, receive anything of value, uh, uh, from listening to this podcast, please, uh, take some time and, uh, leave a review on iTunes. That would be very much appreciated. Um, if you would like to uh, give back to the show and help me offset some of the costs of the show, um, one of the easiest ways to do that is just to use uh, some of my affiliate links. You can find them on the lawncarebusinesssuccess.com uh, website. Go to the resources page. Uh, there's a bunch of different resources there for um, some of the services and things that I've used in the past for my own business. And uh, some of the ones there um, are marked as affiliates uh, that I've signed up for. Uh, and, uh, they're all services, like I say, that I've used in the past for my own business, all things that I sort of approve of. Um, but like I say, some of them have affiliate programs. So I thought I would join some of those, um, and, uh, you know, uh, give that a shot as well, since I, uh, you know, really, uh, enjoyed and would recommend their services, uh, even if they didn't have affiliate programs. And one of the easiest, um, things obviously that you can do uh, as far as affiliates is, uh, just use my Amazon link. So, uh, you know, Amazon, of course, if you're like me, I love Amazon. Um, I buy, uh, pretty much everything on Amazon and, uh, I have the benefit, um, of, um, like I've mentioned before, I have a, a recreational uh, property in the United States in Washington state. Um, that uh, allows me to have mail sent uh, to there as well. Uh, so I have the benefit of being able to shop on both the Amazon.com and the Amazon.ca uh, Canadian uh, Amazon website uh, and sort of shop the best price. And if it's available on Amazon Canada, if I'm buying something, then I just have it shipped to my house. Uh, but if I can get a better price after exchange rate and stuff on something um, that I need uh, on Amazon.com, then I just... Uh, uh, buy it through there and take advantage of their free shipping and just have it sent to my uh, address in the United States. And uh, the next uh, time that I'm down at uh, my recreational property, uh, because uh, my uh, obviously my property, I can go and visit uh, year round uh, and I'll head down there and uh, pick up my mail and stuff at the front office um, where they uh, basically uh, have uh, staff there all year round uh, taking care of uh, the overall property. Um, so. Uh, one of the, like I say, one of the best things you can do if you're like me and you love Amazon, you use that is uh, you can just uh, click on the link there for my Amazon affiliate. It'll take you to Amazon.com and uh, you do your shopping as normal. The prices are exactly the same as if you were to just go to Amazon.com on your own uh, with the only difference that uh, I get a small percentage on uh everything that you purchase, uh, uh, during that visit. And usually it's a between one and 2% depending on, uh, what it is that you're purchasing. So, uh, you know, it's not much, but every little bit helps. And, uh, I've noticed a, a bit of a bump, especially, uh, last month. Um, I happened to check, um, the, uh, 
you know, earnings or whatever of that Amazon affiliate. I don't really ever check on it often and I haven't actually ever cashed out, um, my, um, you know, total amount of, uh, affiliate income that's been earned there. Um, so, uh, I just happened to check on it and there was a bit of an increase that last, uh, uh, month. So I was, uh, you know, quite surprised and very uh, thankful to you guys, uh, for, uh, for going through and, uh, using the uh, affiliate link. I really, uh, appreciate that. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. Uh, so that will be it for this week. Um, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.